Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Loud explosions were heard in Kiev and falling debris caused a fire in a non-residential building. In the southern region of Odessa, one person died and two were wounded in a Russian missile attack. However, a spokesperson for Odessa's military administration said most of the missiles were shot down over the sea. Earlier in the week, Ukrainian air defences thwarted an intense Russian air attack on Kiev, shooting down all missiles aimed at the capital. Ukraine's military defence has been bolstered by sophisticated Western-supplied systems. I'm Karen Chamas. A lot of developments uh, going on in Ukraine right now, uh, militarily, especially in the field. We knew that uh, uh, there was a, a lot of activity uh, around Bakhmut uh, in the last little while. It seems as if the Ukrainian army is starting to make some gains and pushing the Russians back. Join us to talk about this and uh, some other uh, breaking news from that area. Uh, pleased to welcome back to the program Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. Elliot, pleasure to have you back on the program. Thanks for the time. Oh, thank today. you. Good it's, to be back with you. Is the tide turning here? I mean, we talked to, uh, I guess it was only about a week or so ago, but the Russians, uh, within, with their activity, of course, in Bakhmut, it seems as if they're being chased back right now. Uh, but President Zelensky says this is not our counteroffensive. Uh, we haven't even launched that yet. So what, what, what are you hearing? <laughs> uh, there's so many ways to come at these stories and a lot of yeah. breaking news this morning. Uh, the big picture here is that uh, <laughs> President uh, Putin has gambled that the West will have war fatigue and will give up on supporting Ukraine. And meanwhile, is trying to stop that counteroffensive in advance by massive, massive missile attacks, land, sea, and air attacks uh, across uh, all across Ukraine and including the capital city. They are trying to, uh, and they're using these hypersonic missiles, hypersonic missiles, any ballistic missile apparently is hypersonic, five times the speed of sound. But uh, Ukraine has been building up its defenses as the, as the material is being provided to them slowly uh, over time, increasing in sophistication. So as soon as a, a new weapon system is made available to Ukraine, they put it immediately to use as they have done in trying to halt the really this barbaric assault of, against civilian populations using the, the war might of Russia with all these missiles. And they're using them very effectively. But uh, beyond that, we now have President Zelensky saying, uh, if you're waiting for war fatigue to win this war for you, we're not tired. But more importantly, he has now gone on tour. <laughs> he's, he's gone on tour all across Europe. He went to Rome, um, Berlin, and uh, he stopped finally at in France. And then he went to the UK where he had an an actual physical enormous hug. So there's been a strengthening of European unity. And now we just discovered that he's gone on to the Arab League by mm -hmm. invitation of Saudi Arabia, Arabia, the host. And he's probably going to go on to the G7, either physically or, uh, you know, go show up there or maybe virtually. All of this suggests that the effort to divide the West, to wear out the West and democracies, and it's not just the West, the democracies of the world in the struggle between democracy and autocracy, Ukraine is showing great effectiveness in countering that and gaining new weaponry as well as commitments of unity. 
what are you hearing about the, the Wagner troops here, Elliot? I wanted to get some clarification on that because uh, we're seeing more and more of the, the news stories that are coming out of that area. Uh, and, and a number of the quotes are, are from the, the boss of, the, of those fighters, of course. So you have Genny Prizhokin, I believe is how you pronounce the name. Uh, and he's got some pretty harsh things to say about the Russian army, uh, that they're cowards, that they don't know how to fight, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it, it's, it's giving us a much different picture than what we're hearing from Moscow. Yes, and you've actually cleaned up what he... <laughs> yeah, okay. He's very good at invective, <laughs> indeed. Well, the big story there, well, there's two parts to that story. Uh, there's the actual what's going on on the ground, but uh, the bigger part of the story, in a, in a sense, is that this failing effort by Russia to immediately conquer Ukraine and Mr. Putin's imperial ambitions being thwarted and now possibly being uh, on the edge of being reversed, all of that is creating chaos at the top uh, with a division within the security forces. Uh, the Wagner group is clearly an arm of the Russian state. Uh, Mr. Putin likes to have divide uh, divisions in, around him so he can then, you know, be the balancer. But what we have here is the Wagner group is a mercenary group, a bloody mercenary group. They have been doing well around uh, inside Bakhmut. The entire Russian operation has come to focus on this one small city, which they can't take. So what's happening right now, apparently, is the Wagner group having shamed uh, his competitors at the top into actually providing more ammunition and things. Uh, he is gaining more street-by-street -street, uh, strategic advantage inside Bakhmut, but the Ukrainians, as he has pointed out, are uh, flanking them uh, to the north and to the south of the city of Bakhmut. And here's the big game going on is that the possibility exists that, um, and, and the advance now being made, that an encirclement game will be going on so that the, the Ukrainians have not been able to break through, the Russians haven't been able to break through in months. But if the uh, Ukrainians can encircle Bakhmut, they can then basically trap all the forces inside, <laughs> including the Wagner forces, which is why he's uh, screaming so much. But imagine then, applying that same idea elsewhere. Crimea is a peninsula, perhaps the encirclement, cutting off the supplies. There's only five routes into, into that peninsula. So if Ukraine can succeed in breaking through in the Donbass, breaking through that land bridge, and then encircle in this same fashion, uh, Crimea, uh, they, as, the, as the leader in Ukraine says, the military ruler uh, leader in Ukraine says, we can we can take Crimea without firing a shot. So what's going on is the attempt to reverse the situation, even though they are inferior, Ukraine is inferior in terms of numbers and in terms of equipment potentially, they are hoping that they will succeed. And the international tours that President Zelensky is going on, not only is for unity, but to acquire new weapons, perhaps even F-16s, the breaking news this morning is the U.S. apparently has said we will not oppose uh, because permission will be needed if other countries want to provide F-16s fighter jets during the European tour. <laughs> President Zelensky actually set up something, <laughs> Bill, called the Jet Coalition. He was putting together a coalition of states cooperatively uh, to train pilots on F-16 fighters, which they do not actually have. So that could be a changing, uh, a change in the structure of this war if more air power is given to Ukraine. 
I just got a little more than a minute left, but I also wanted to ask you about what's going on behind uh, the Russian lines, if I could, because we just heard at the beginning of our conversation, Elliot, about the missile attacks uh, by the Russians. But at the same time, we're hearing about explosions and, uh, yeah. and shall we say, skirmishes uh, in the Russian-held sections and even across the border. Uh, are, are those Ukrainian troops? Are those freelancers? What's going on there? Uh, we aren't sure. The Ukrainians, of course, will never admit what they're doing. Uh, it's operational secrecy is necessary, but there's a lot yeah. of wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes, trains have been derailed. Uh, oil and ammunition depots have been blown up. There's a new emergence here, something called the partisans. Uh, those are people inside Russia who are opposed to this war and maybe the source of some of this activity, maybe that drone activity over the Kremlin a while ago. We also know that uh, Ukraine has established e increasingly effective ways of reaching across the border without violating, without violating the agreement that they will not use Western supplied armament absolutely uh, against Russia because, you know, that would mean NATO and the West against Russia. That could mean World War III. But no, we pledge we won't use these no wep new weapons, but they have their own weapons. They are developing their own drones. They are uh, being very, very uh, ingenious in how they operate. So yes, four, uh, four airplanes, a helicopter and, and some bombers, three heavy-duty bombers were never made it across the border. Somehow were moved, you know, shot down or communications interrupted that led them to crash. So the war is in some very minor ways being brought home uh, inside Russia. But basically, it's really the Ukrainians who paying, are paying the cost at home. There's almost no cost being paid inside Russia for this imperial ag aggression, and certainly not in the Russian ethnic heartland. Uh, uh, the, the reason no mass mobilization has now, you know, draft has not been announced as Mr. Putin fears what would happen if the Russian people actually felt the consequences of his folly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Elliot, we'll have to leave it there. As you say, it's ever-changing here, and uh, we look forward to our future discussions about this. Thanks so much for this today. Uh -huh. Enjoy your long weekend. Oh, thank you. Same to you, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.